Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. in your hand I'm you like, like I'm ready an investigative journalist I am ready. investigative like, okay. journalist today Georgetown Howard County Potomac Montgomery County <laughs> too many counties to count <laughs> <laughs> okay before we get started on Potomac or Family Karma, you had asked me a question this afternoon, which is why is Lisa Barlow trending? <laughs> yes, because I was in the I was in the midst of many, many different like I was super stressed and I had many emails open. I was working on five projects at once. And you know, I took a break to go get a chai and I looked on Twitter. And I thought it would be about the California shootings and all of that. But Lisa Barlow was the one that was trending. And I was like, oh, what happened? And then right. I tried to read, but I couldn't figure it out. It's like, is it because of Sundance Festival or is it because of something else? And then I was like, wait, I don't have time. I have another call to get on. Let me just text Nor. And you said, well, I would be happy. I would be. It would. It would give me a lot of pleasure to explain to you <laughs> why Lisa Barlow is trending today. Yeah, she's trending today because at Sundance they have like a fashion show. And it started with Angie K. Angie K got tagged in a photo with some guy who is wearing a White Lives Matter shirt. So random persons, random fans, random so picture? People thought. We're mm. like, oh, Angie's posing with somebody and they tagged her in a picture, whatever. But then they clicked on his profile and he has like five followers that we know of, including Lisa Barlow, John mm -hmm. Barlow, Angie Kay, some other people, Salt Lake City people, right? Mm -hmm. And so now everybody is like, it's so problematic. Lisa Barlow and John Barlow are personal friends with these people mm -hmm. and, you know, like it's so messed up and all this stuff. And I'm just like, they're like, you know, don't forget, she's the one that brought Jenny on and all this stuff. And I'm like, listen, if you think that these people aren't friends with racists, you still don't fucking understand how racism works in America. Like, why is any of this a surprise? I don't understand. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, so also, oh, oh, I mean, then, like, people are friends with people oftentimes 
I mean, I am probably friends with half of the people that I'm friends with are probably secretly racist that I just haven't figured out that they're okay, racist. But then, but then it got better. Then Lisa Barlow, but like two hours ago, posted this like glamour shot of herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, I love her. I love this lunatic. Okay. She posted a picture of herself in a glamour shot and she's doing this like kind of, like the wind is blowing. She's like cradling her body, right? Oh, I thought you were saying she's cradling a Vita tequila bottle. No, she's cradling. <laughs> she could have been. I think it, it looks like maybe she was going to be cradling one. They forgot to Photoshop it in. But the tweet says, this girl, <laughs> this girl and only this girl is who I am accountable for. I work extremely hard. I have integrity in what I do. And I'm raising boys that know the value of our family. I can only speak for and about me heart emoji and then this is the one that takes the cake last sentence i haven't slept in five days so see you tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) and and, you know cara Cara berry (laughs) host of everybody's business but mine She, she commented on it i think she wrote oh let me find what she wrote it was so funny it took me out <laughs> she, she said okay girl ho- hope you get some good sleep or something like that it cracked me up it's like this is so- like so caroline fleming kind of an instagram post <laughs> lisa barlow is the only one that will post so, like i want lisa barlow Karen Huger, Caroline Fleming. I want all and Sonia Morgan. I want these four people to be on a in a in a show. In a, maybe it's like Real Housewives, whatever Ultimate Girls Trip or something. I want them all to visit Caroline Fleming in her palace. I also want Luann there. I want Luann there too because I want all these people who are – they claim themselves to be queens of things. Queen of Sundance. Yeah. Grand Dame of Potomac. Yes. Countess. Countess. And John John and John, Madonna's. John, <laughs> John, John and Madonna's close personal friends, Sonia yes. Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. And all visiting Caroline Fleming, an actual member of a royal family. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would love that. But yeah, I that's why Lisa Barlow that. is. But it just cracked me up. I haven't slept in five days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Whatever that means. In the okay. words of Nene Leakes. <laughs> Yeah, but also I'm like, I think if you think about, uh, if you think about some of these super rich people that have been doing, that are in the business circles, they're most probably a lot of them are Republicans and a lot of them supported Trump and they probably have racist views and, you know, you're going to run into them. And I feel like if you... If you know of it and then you still continue to do so, or you, if you are following somebody and they post something racist and you are liking it, mm-hmm. that is a lot more informative to me in terms of where you stand versus taking pictures at a party or, you know, following somebody on Instagram because people follow people for no other reason than business and they don't even actually pay attention. I think I follow whole bunch of people i don't look at the post every day i don't know what's yeah. going on there yeah and also again this idea that these people are not like you do i think that lisa barlow is currently actively um an anti-racist 
Probably not. Yeah. I don't but think like, it's part of her thinking process it, to think didn't like think, that. Yeah, she didn't. She, it's she not didn't part wake of her thinking, up thinking process. Be anti-racist today. Exactly. She's just doing her thing, minding her business, going about her business. Likely lots of microaggressions along the way. Okay. Yeah. Trying yeah. to touch textured hair, commenting mm-hmm. on people's skin color, how mm-hmm. beautiful it is. I love Telling your name. How- I love that. She's I love that. Saying I love that to a lot of inappropriate things. Yeah, your name is so exotic, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I don't think that any of this is shocking to me. Oh, and then I forgot the other thing happened is something came up about how oh, Angie K mm. apparently did a racist thing where she supposedly, allegedly gave Coach Shaw a bag of watermelon. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. A bag of watermelon? What do you a mean? A Ziploc bag of watermelon. Of chopped, like, of, like, sliced watermelon. Like Angie K randomly gave him, like, at the end of a game? It's apparently what, like, from, like, like, the birthday party that she hosted at her house. That she was pro- giving it to everybody, but I don't uh, know. Uh, like, there's so much context missing, right? But apparently no. something like this happened. I know. It's so listen. I have um I have um Trinidadian friends and they always make fun of me. Every time I hand them a watermelon, they're like they look at me funny and they're like, What? Really? You're gonna give me a watermelon? And we both start laughing. But that's you that's, know that's because that's your friend and they're right. in on the joke. Right. And you're not trying to make a joke, they're making no, a joke. They're making a joke. I'm you're like, literally no. just being a host. You're yes. like, have some have some summer fruit. I once had corn cake corn uh you know, uh, cornbread uh-huh. and watermelon. It just so happened. It was a summer party. I just happened to have chili and cornbread and watermelon. Uh-huh. I don't know why. I was busy. I was learning to make chili for the first time. I made cornbread with it. And then I ended up having watermelon because it was a hot day. And I got ragged on about it. Right. And that's because that's your friends. And that yeah. was like a different setup. Yeah. Now, whether Angie K has some sort of inside joke with Coach Shaw, or if she purposely gave him a bag of sliced watermelon to be racist, we won't know. We have no or idea. Or just because there's leftovers here, take a bag. <laughs> Maybe everybody went home with a bag of bag watermelon. Of watermelon. Yeah. I don't fucking know. But yeah. my point is that there, like, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out that people are like, what I find hilarious is that people are like, I can't believe this. I'm like, why not? This is all very believable. (laughs) None of this is shocking to me. Mm. You're really shocked by any of this behavior? Like, when they said they're going to do a show in Salt Lake City, nobody thought to themselves, oh, yeah, these people aren't going to be problematic. (laughs) One of them was married to her grandfather. Guys, this (laughs) – we should have known – that Salt Lake City is likely going to need Nobody, a hiatus after two seasons. the very first episode of Salt Lake City and how it had hospital spa- smell, grandfather, husband, yeah, Mormon, anti-Mormon tension. So many different things happened in that one episode. The very first episode of Salt Lake City. People need to go and go back and watch. It started out with a highlight reel of everything problematic about Salt Lake City. Exactly. So... <laughs> Exactly. So that's why Lisa Barlow's trending. That's uh, it. Okay. All right. Let's uh, talk about. Um, do you want that's to talk about? Really- so she's trending. What I got from it is she's trending because she hasn't slept in five days. She hasn't slept in five days. When she and takes people- a nap, everything will go back. The world will go back to its normal place. 
And people are upset with her and her friendships mm. with people who wear White Lives Matter shirts. Mm. Okay. Um, um, so you want to talk about Potomac first or Family Karma? Either one. Okay, let's do Family Karma first. We'll take a break after that, and then we'll do Potomac. Mm-hmm. Family Karma this week, um, Nicholas goes to do dance practice with Monica, and Amrit is working out with Vishal, and they're talking about this situation with, you know, Nicholas, what we've t- been talking about, which is like Nicholas really wants to have his culture met here, mm-hmm. and he is sort of feeling like there's nothing for him. It's all mm-hmm. very much Kapai-centered. Right. Um, Vishal, surprisingly, is on Nicholas's side. Yeah. But um, so I was just on uh, She Speaks Bravo's podcast and she uh-huh. pointed something out. Uh, and I was with Kendrick uh, yeah. from Reality Comics too. Either I can't remember if it was Emily or Kendrick, but they said that it would make sense that Vishal would support Nicholas because Vishal is the Nicholas in his relationship. Ah, uh-huh. that's true. He's the You're beta. Right. Yeah. Because Amrit and Richa are the alphas. Yeah, they're very, yeah, they're very yeah. forceful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're like my way or the highway kind of. But I also think that um, Nicholas speaks up more for his uh, for himself yes. than Vishal ever does. Oh, yeah. 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 I think Vishal has tremendous amount of self guilt and, you know, self-loathing and, you know, inferiority complex that he just doesn't speak up enough. But yeah. I think Nicholas Nicholas is just being respectful and he's surrounded. And what Monica tells Nicholas is right. Like you came into this family and friends group and you're like surrounded. You're like people, they, they are surrounded by Indians. And to the point where Nicholas is speaking Hindi yes. and speaking it very well. The, right his well. pronunciations of everything that he's saying is perfect. Yeah. And he said Badmash and all that. I was like, wow. Yeah. He actually pronounces perfectly. And his dance moves were pretty good too. So dance is better than Amrit. Like, huh? Dance is better than Amrit. That's true. <laughs> so I was like, he has full, wholeheartedly embraced the Indian culture. And he has really assimilated with them. But at the same time, I think... Um, they have taken him in, but I think it, they can, when given the chance, can overwhelm yes. him with all of his, uh, all of their opinions and their culture stuff. So he's trying to be respectful, but at the same time, I think he's getting lost a little bit. Yeah. I'm sometimes overwhelmed by our own culture. Oh, yeah. I'm all the time overwhelmed by I'm our like, culture. Enough. Yeah. I like, did think I, I was... In- Interesting. I don't want to know yeah. that yesterday was, you know, in my, in my, especially in Hindu culture, it's all about the moon and the phases of the moon <laughs> and all of that. And it's like, it's a new moon day, new moon night. So we cannot eat any outside food. I'm like, oh, God, no, it's Amavasya. You cannot eat any outside food. And so I have to cook food. I'm like, oh, I am not keeping track of the moon. Can we move on? Please don't tell me that. You're like, I got a hysterectomy. That I'm done with the moon. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. Like, I don't have to follow these rules. I got a hysterectomy. <laughs> if that is not the reason to get a hysterectomy, I don't know what else. <laughs> done with the moon. Done with the moon. <laughs> um, 
I did think it was interesting that Amrit was saying that like so much of our culture and our weddings especially are based on gender roles. So mm-hmm. like the bride's family does this and the groom's mm-hmm. family does that. And I was like, yeah. man, that is true. How that annoying. True. Yeah, it is true. It is about what's given to the bride's family, what the role of the bride's family is for every little cultural, mm-hmm. every little religious thing that we do, there is like a, there's like a protocol yeah. for the bride's family and the groom's family. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. Very annoying. Um, Anisha has this Cinco de Mayo deadline for an engagement ring. <clears throat> I say, good for you. What do you mm-hmm. think? I think so too. I think yeah. uh, Desi boys need um, deadlines. They work well with deadlines. They're like, there's an exam coming, study for it, <laughs> get it through, get a grade, a grade. <laughs> that pressure works on Desi boys. <laughs> Did you see this, what happened on Watch What Happens Live? What did she say there? What did she say? That uh, The only thing Mm -hmm. I heard, I started watching, but I got very uncomfortable with her awkwardness. Like, she's so awkward. (laughs) She's such a nerd. She's such a nerd. She's very (laughs) awkward in her presentation. And her jokes are funny if they were written up. Right? Uh, It's like, she's like me. Like, if if I were commenting on... Facebook, my jokes would be so much more funnier because people would read it in the tone. They would read it in their tone, right? Tone of voice. Mm-hmm. There would be there would be inflections. They would find it funny. But when I deliver it, it's pretty deadpan and it's straightforward. And sometimes the jokes don't land. And that's how I feel like with Anisha. It's like she has a very sarcastic humor. Not everybody's prepared to receive it. And she gives it in such a deadpan way that People don't know she's joking and they don't also, know how to react to it. And it takes a while for them to understand that and react. And by then the joke is all done. It's not even funny anymore. Also, uh, Andy doesn't know how to react to it because Andy doesn't know who the fuck she is. He's, right? He would not say he her could last barely name. Tell her, he could barely say her name. Yeah. The only reason I think she was not at the bar instead of Gordon. Gordon was at the bar. The only reason she wasn't behind the bar was because... Family Karma got nominated for GLAAD Awards. Oh, good point. So he mm. had to put Family Karma. People mm-hmm. are now going to be on his radar because this is... Andy Cohen has taken so many years of being on Bravo and he hasn't been nominated for GLAAD Awards. Oh. But Family Karma got nominated. <laughs> now he has to pay attention to them. Yeah. yeah. So he had to <laughs> put so, her on... He, so he asked her, he said... Uh, between Amrit, Amrit and Nicholas, oh, yeah, and Vishal and Rish, because he yeah. doesn't know anybody's name. Yeah, who do you think is gonna, you know, whose marry, whose marriage do you think is gonna last a lot longer? And it was one of those like take a shot yeah. or answer that right. question. And Anisha said neither. Talk to me in ten years. And everybody wow. was like, what? And then, you know, obviously, um, Amrit, who immediately goes on Twitter, and he's like, oh, wow, shots fired, blah, blah, all this stuff. So anyway, Anisha said that, like, n- nobody believes in the institution of marriage here. So, like, it doesn't matter. In 10 years, none of this shit is going to matter. That's what she said she was saying. But I was like, yeah. but you were being shady, okay? No, she was But I also shady. think that she was being shady because they've been talking a lot of shit about her relationship. So right. she's like, fuck you. I'm going to talk about right. you, too. Right. And they've also, been talking behind her back and saying, oh, do you hear? She wants to, she gave a deadline. Is that going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. And we're going to see it next week. So she knew of that. And she came, she was like, Andy, I came prepared. I did my homework. And I'm like, but Andy didn't do his homework. He doesn't. Know <laughs> <you."> <laughs> 
He yeah. doesn't know any of the people. He doesn't know what the show is about. He has no clue. She came for an exam and the proctor doesn't know that there's an exam that day. I know. <laughs> he was like, uh, what's her mother? Your mother got a big standing ovation. And I'm like, yeah. But he was like, I don't know why. Because I don't know she didn't woman. do anything shady like Mama Joyce did. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Yeah, he doesn't and get it. And then to have like Mia of all people with, with Anisha was such an odd combo. Because Mia is talking about stri- uh, strip clubs and eating, munching on boxes. And Anisha's <laughs> parents are right there. And that Anisha is like part. standing there all awkward. Yes. That's it was like the wrong so group of people. You need to have somebody like more sedate. Not Mia. That's the part <laughs> that I found so funny. I was like, oh my God. Like Chitra is one thing. But then like their dad, like her dad, who's like a fairly <laughs> quiet man is like sitting there. And Mia's like, yeah, I want to have a four way with Eddie and Dr. Wendy. <laughs> and you know that like that Daisy uncle is like. What did like, my daughter? I'm gonna say, what, I need, but it's like my daughter. Like, which is like, I raised you, I, I gave you education, and I had to see this day. Yes, to be in this presence of this kind of talk. What? Yeah, am I alive <laughs> to see this moment? This is why you wanted us to be on television, so we can be in a room where somebody's talking about four ways. <laughs> this. <laughs> I was embarrassed for all the Daisy parents there. Like yeah. on their behalf, because you know, as kids, we we talk like that, but we do not talk like that in front of our parents. No. I mean, I'll talk that way. In I front would of have my asked mom. for like Wendy to be there. Wendy would have been yes. like uh, so much better. I think Dr. she would have Wendy. been polished. Yes. Yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah, her parents, Anisha's parents, would have been like, okay, she was with somebody with a PhD, <laughs> four degrees. <laughs> Yes, a doctor. Her daughter was on the same platform as somebody else with four degrees. They would have been so much more happier. Instead, it's like the besmirched Thorntons, Thorntons, who <laughs> the former owners of several uh, franchises in the DMV joint chiropractor. <laughs> um, okay, Brian is moving out. And his version of moving out is getting an apartment, going to his parents' house, getting their stuff, and moving it into... <laughs> It just sounds so difficult. And he's like, didn't you buy me the TV? Didn't you give me the TV? Didn't you give me this chair? I loved it. And his dad is like, yeah, take it. It's okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's when what Daisy Brian... Perrin, That's a very typical Daisy Perrin. Very emotional, helping the kid out, taking them into that yes. new place, giving them everything they own. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um I, when I was on uh, Emily's podcast, she said, like, what's the cutoff for, like, when can you stop going to your parents' house and getting no something? I said, never. never. There's no cutoff. There's no, no cutoff. You just – I have told this – said this before, that at some point, there is a time – there is a point where your parents become invalid enough where mm-hmm. they become dependent on you and you are earning a lot of money and they are running out of their pension dollars. And that's when the shift happens. And mm-hmm. suddenly you are not living in their house. They are living in your house. It's yes. just the mortgage ownership changes. And that's how it becomes changes. But then you just continue. It's yeah. the same room, same thing. It's just that who pays the mortgage. Exactly. At one exactly. point, at one point, you stop paying. Uh, the parents stop paying the mortgage and the kids start paying it. And that's when now the parents are living with the kids. That's it. That's all it is. 
Brian lays down like, you know, just like Jaw there, just like sheets on the ground to make a bed. Mm-hmm. And his mm-hmm. dad's like, This is it? And he's like, Yeah, I'm good. It's fine. We'll get a bed later. And it reminded me of like what I've said before, which is like Aiden will say to me, When I turn 18, I'm gonna go to college in New York. I'm gonna live in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And then when I turn 21, Noah's gonna be 18 and he's gonna move in with me. And guess what, mama? We're never gonna sleep and we're never gonna eat dinner. And that's like Brian's version version of that. <laughs> Brian's version is like, I'm going to sleep on the floor. I'm going to steal your TV and have one couch. Yeah. It's, I'm going to watch, uh, you know, football and that's all it is going to be. It's going to be one big <laughs> frat party in here. <laughs> and when I want to eat, I'm just going to come over and take food from Dharma and that's it. Yes. <laughs> Dharma is like looking forward to converting his bedroom into something else. And her. But and, she yeah. should fumigate it first. Yeah, she should. She should. <laughs> She should. Um, Lopa visits Vishal and Richa in their new house. And um, what do you love- think of that scene? Like Vishal tried to give her a hug and then Vishal called her mom. Lopa basically ignored all of that. <laughs> my favorite scene was <laughs> my favorite scene was they're doing a tour of the house and he opens it. He goes, This is a half bath. And Richa's like, It's a full bath. And then Lopa, Lopa looks at him and she goes, It's a full bath. Grow up. <laughs> Shaw works in real estate and he doesn't know, know that that's know. a half ass or a full bath. I was like, Michelle, you are in real estate. What is going on here? <laughs> Love Lopa. Also, when he came in, when she came in and Lopa, he was like, I wanted, he wanted to give her a hug. Lopa like picked up the dog instead. <laughs> Just. But Michelle shouldn't feel bad. Lopa does that to her elder older daughter too. She just doesn't want to hug people that she doesn't like. <laughs> I think that I, I I love that Lopa. I love when they're like, yeah, we're gonna go to therapy, and she's like, because you're both alcoholics. <laughs> and then she's like, my mom. She's like, you know, after I got divorced, my daughter said you should go to therapy. I went to therapy, and the therapist said, you know what, you're too strong for therapy. <laughs> I just love. She went to therapy and the therapy was like, therapist was like, "Mm, you know what? We figured it out. There's one person in the world that therapy is not for. I'm going to give you money back and I'm going to give you money for spending time with me. The therapist was like, I'll pay you to not come. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. A lot of people commented on like, Lopa is so cold. How could she not hug her daughter that she hasn't met in 10 years? And I was like, it's it's also in how Lopa talks. It's a lot of what Lopa says. If you said that in Hindi, you would think take it a very different way. Yes, like she's literally translating what she would say in Hindi to English, and she's like, "Yeah, she wanted to hug me, but I was like, no, I have to cook." And basically, she's saying that I was so hurt that I didn't want to hug her back because a hug is not going to solve everything. I'm very hurt, and that's how. M- that's how a lot of Desi aunties react. They don't know how to, they don't know how to reconcile without, <clears throat> because they have so much anger that's like uh, so yes. deep inside. And it's she, also like, it's hard to get that out with, by with just a hug or anything. It takes a long time. It's just a language they don't speak. Yeah. It's really like talking to them in French. Cause, right. And it's, and they don't realize that it's a language that they, somebody should have spoken to them too. Like they yeah. don't realize that, but to Lopo them, was probably kind of like, never hugged or 
they were wasn't not, told like, she was love we love you or anything from her parents and she just doesn't know how to do that with her kids like lopa loves richa so much she made everybody cry at the wedding like right. talking about her daughter so she loves the shit out of her kids right yeah. like she loves i think like she got divorced she was likely just like fully invested in her kids and then yeah. of course her daughter her older daughter leaves her for some dude and like is the reason why she doesn't talk to her like the husband was the reason why the daughter didn't talk to Lopa anymore. Yeah. Which is super sad. Which is why like she's so stressed out about Vishal and Richa because she's like I don't want Vishal to be the reason why you don't talk to me anymore. Yeah. So I just feel like she's like been through some shit and it's just hardened her in a way that like right. it's hard to understand because like it's not just that she's come to America and she got divorced and she's – you have to think about the the compound of this woman's life, right? Like likely based on her age, she's Punjabi, partition stuff, war. Mm. War, partition, a lot of generational trauma. You get married, you move to America, you're in America, you're in Memphis. Mm-hmm. How many brown people are there? Like yeah. Daisy's. Yeah. You're in Memphis, you are with this man, he leaves you, you're a single mother, you're raising two kids in America. That is a hard life, and it is a life that she likely had nobody else to lean on, right? Like, right. it's not it's not like with a, an American person where, like, oh, I, you lean on your other single mom friends. You don't have yeah. that. You don't Lopa have is that. an anomaly in yeah. her culture. Right. There's nobody like her, and so yeah. she's hardened herself to any right. anybody catching her be vulnerable. And I feel like it's hard to understand. I'm not saying it's okay. But it's hard to understand that perspective if you don't think about, like, her life. Mm-hmm. And I love her, okay? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Do I think too. that I would hate her if she was my mom? Maybe. Yeah. And is she hard on Vishal? Yes. Is Vishal a doofus? Yes. yes. Is Richa traumatized and has some of the same thing, trauma that Lopa has she's carrying with her? Yes. Yes. All of that is true. Uh, Richa is is not a huggy person she doesn't like to hug she doesn't like to show affection she doesn't like to talk about feelings very much like lopa she has she clearly in these scenes about her sister she clearly has anger this is the first time like even when she's talking about vishal she'll always talk with a smile on her face Mm -hmm. this is the first time i felt like she was like really stern richa was really stern and she was talking about her sister like she truly has some real anger about her sister about abandoning her and yeah. that's that's some serious trauma that she has to work through and it's going to it's going to take a while and the fact that they are actually reconciling is a good thing and that's all you can ask for at this point yeah so vishal and Richard vishal trying to solve it with a couple of hugs a couple of connections is not going to help either well, and that what lopa says is stay out of it and you know because it's a lot more complicated than your mind can you know, figure out, and which is true. Vishal is not the most perceptive person and should not be involved in this. Well, Vishal is also Reshma's child and mm-hmm. Reshma's a uh, toxic, positive person. Right. You know, doesn't actually think about issues, just thinks that you can wash over it and mm-hmm. just pretend like wash your hands clean of a situation mm-hmm. and pretend and fake it and all those mm-hmm. things. So yeah. Vishal doesn't know how to deal with these things. Right. They go to therapy, and I thought the therapy session was so interesting because it I was lo- the most lo- interesting Vishal and Richa have been because you finally get to see what they're really about, which we didn't get. But I feel like okay, so one of the things Vishal said was, "I just hope that they don't ask about our sex life." Mm-hmm. And then he she asked about it, and Richa kind of looks at him and she goes, "Oh, once a week," 
And I was like, oh, okay, she's lying. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way that that is true. I I feel like Richa and Vishal don't have sex. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong there. Yeah. Something I is f- majorly wrong. I think Vishal wants to, but I think Richa probably has other trust issues and other issues that she's dealing with that she needs to overcome. Something's wrong. And it's also 10 years, first of all, you have to remember. If they've been together for 10 years, it's probably not going to be like newlyweds. Newlyweds? Like, really? Yeah. But, but also not at all like newlyweds because they're not married. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I True. liked what the therapist said about like you can't you can't use punishment as a way to get people to treat you the way that you want to be treated. Mm. Yeah, and I was like, this. I knew the therapist was good because she didn't come on camera. We never got her name. <clears throat> she she didn't try to milk his mom is the therapist. She did just didn't want to be on two shows. <laughs> Could you imagine? Mm-hmm. It's Dottie. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but also she was she all I she was good but also she was saying like when he said like oh you have uh, I there was some drinking issue immediately she went to substance abuse issue. But that's that true. That was also a lot. It's a lot but it's the truth. You got to you got to hear the truth. I liked it. Yeah. I like the fact that she said it. You have a substance abuse problem. Regardless of how you you call it, it is what it is. Even if it sounds harsh. I mean it's true. Yeah. He does. He, he does, but yeah. like, how could she? What my point was that how could the uh, the therapist say that after just one sentence from Richard? She has maybe she's watched the show. I don't know. Well, he said he likes to black out. <laughs> oh yeah, he did say that he blacked out. Like yeah. she asked, "Did you drink and not remember?" And he said he blacked out. Yeah, yeah she said, "Do you like that. do you drink to get drunk?" And he said, "I drink to black out." Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, you have a substance abuse problem." Yeah, that's true. Um, love that therapist. I feel like we should have more of those kind of therapy sessions on Bravo because all the other therapy sessions are kind of whatever. I think I would watch Richa and Lopez um, therapy sessions oh and their, their backstory cry. of what happened. I think all of these people need therapy sessions and that should be their reunion is like they all go through therapy sessions. <laughs> Can you imagine Bali and her divorce stories and what, oh my what the stories might be like? Oh. <sighs> That should be the new show. Mm-hmm. Nicholas and Amrith get some bad news after uh, getting their sperm checked that between the two of them, they've just got nine. Nine. Together, they had 18. Oh, okay. Each, Each. had nine. <laughs> Which is kind of amazing. <laughs> I know. But also, like, um, I feel like, okay, this sounds fucked up. Very sad for them, right? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. They're, they're wanting to do this thing. I know it is so expensive for gay couples to have children, you know, but any it, lesbian But the couples. whole scene started with a tray full of nature's bounty being brought into the room. Did you notice that? I was like, yes. did the producers know what was going to yes. happen? This, this feels very staged. Well, I feel like the nature's bounty tray may have been uh, shot before they got the phone call. I feel yeah, like that was. was maybe editing. Like maybe editing. No, no, no. Yeah, like oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it was shot after the phone call and then they, you know what I mean? They like yeah. smashed it together. I feel really sad, sad for them. I recognize how expensive it is for gay couples to have children. Adoption is expensive. It's a lot. And it's very difficult. I recognize that. I will say this, that I'm really happy that for the first time on Bravo or any reality TV show, we are not talking about a woman's biological clock. We are finally talking about the fact that it's not like men are just zip zapping their super sperm until they're 100 years old. Okay. Men also have issues. 
Yeah. And I'm glad we're talking about it because it's true. not just the woman who's going to waste with her eggs not working. Okay. You got yeah. Nicholas and Amrith who are in their 30s and there's yeah. their, I don't know, steroids maybe are making their yeah, maybe, sperm not maybe, work. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'll take <laughs> they that They need one. to wear some Indian, Indian j- uh, chaddies. <laughs> you know, like really yeah, do. maybe it's your underwear. <laughs> underwear, don't wear tight underwear. <laughs> Heating up the whole thing. <laughs> You're frying your boys in there. <laughs> anyway, um, any other thoughts before we go to <laughs> the reason for the season? <laughs> uh, uh, no, I like the I like the family karma episode. I actually enjoyed it a little bit. Um, I think um, I think I like when they go a little deeper on some of their relationships with their parents. I think that's what they should explore is the instead of the the relationship between the children, which is okay, which they're all of them are such dorks that it's not as interesting, but the relation between the kids and the parents is where yes. there's a lot of interesting stuff. And I, I think that's where the producers should focus on teasing yeah. out some of the stories there. Yeah. Um, okay, let's take a break and then we'll be back to talk about Rahasas of Potomac. Okay, we're back. <laughs> um all right we're back in miami and giselle is full of shit literally and figuratively (laughs) she's been eating nonstop, (laughs) nonstop. i love that that they were like they fight they do all kinds of drama they call each other names and then they're like do you want a shot like okay (laughs) Okay, well, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that fight. They're like, but oh my god, amazing! In the beginning of this episode, Giselle sits with Mia and they have this chat, and just she says that Wendy is jealous of Mia. <laughs> jealous? Of, Giselle is like, uh, Mia. Remember, you had a storyline way back when when you were saying that Wendy was like at the beginning of last season. You said Wendy was jealous of you, yeah. And then you did not take that anywhere. That thread is still loose and hanging. Let's go back to it. Yeah. Let's finish that up. <laughs> I just feel like Giselle, like everybody else, is fighting about something else, and Gis- Giselle is just doing like low hanging fruit. She's like, whatever. Yeah, Robin's it's got like the no Giselle and um, Giselle and Ashley take turns producing. Yes. They're like, okay, today I'm off. Ashley's like, I'm off. It's your turn. You produce. And then they go back to their notes and they start producing. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to plan a bachelor party, bachelorette party for Robin. And Mia, who, I don't know if you remember, but she said she was not a stripper. Yeah, she, she was just served, she a waitress, right? She was, she was serving waitress. steaks and lobsters at mm-hmm. in ball gowns. Mm-hmm. Is now claiming that she mm-hmm. is a stripper and a cheater. Mm-hmm. And she knows all of them. She knows all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen and Ashley talk, and this is one of the best scenes that we've... This is up there with the mime scene. Um, Karen tells I, Ashley... I, I want to go back and watch it again. Like, that's the... It's, the Karen and Ashley scene, I want to go back and watch it. Because the way they, uh, uh, Karen sat, she was prepared. She had a script down. <laughs> she waited for Ashley to come down. She <laughs> said, come here, little bird. You sit here and let me talk at you. 
and give you little morsels that you can take back and make sure that you spread it all around so you prep everybody before we come again. Okay. Karen knew exactly what she was doing. She's like, don't tell anybody. And Ashley's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she like Ashley would have told right back at Karen if they had sat for another five minutes. Ashley would have said, you know what, Karen, you told me five minutes ago. This is what she told me because she has to get it out. Yes. I loved it. I love that Karen, this scene and the later on scene, she she has her script down because she says the same thing, which is, you know what is fake? This wedding that you're planning. <laughs> she says it to Ashley. She says and she it two or three times. Like, <laughs> like what, what's his name? What was What's her assistant slash accountant? Matt. What's his, Matt. Yeah. Matt like wrote it down for her. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. on a sticky note. And she like practiced it. You know how she went on stage? Karen went on stage and before that she was practicing with her security guard. Yeah. Like I feel like that's what she did. She wrote it down, Matt wrote it down, and she was like practicing it in the mirror and then she came down. I just love that Ashley can't keep a secret. Yeah. I love that about Ashley. She can't keep a secret just like she can't hold her pee in. Like she's like, I gotta get it all out. I gotta get it all out. That was, that was so perceptive of Kendall. She's like, Ashley cannot keep her pee in. Yes. And the very next minute, the producer showed that too. She's like, Ashley walking away. Like, I got to pee. Ashley. <laughs> Ashley. So, okay, we got to talk about this rumor. So Karen says, there was a blonde. Uh-huh. Okay, there was a blonde. And they, and she's from Montgomery County. And first, I'm like, okay, Karen's got something. There's a blonde yeah. woman. She yeah. lives in Montgomery County. They go on dates in Georgetown. But then when she says, and she looks like me. <laughs> that's where everyone loses it I'm like alright Karen you had us believing you for just a second and then you had to drop in something ridiculous yeah but also it's just logistics of Baltimore to Montgomery County to Georgetown to have an affair it's just if you lived in the DMV it's yes. like it's such a tiring affair. Like, I cannot imagine, you know, one going from Baltimore to Montgomery County and then going to Georgetown to hold hands and walk around in broad daylight. <laughs> also, like, yes. And also, like, it's not even anywhere near where Juan works. No. That's a whole other county. Yes. <laughs> That's Baltimore. He lives in a different county, Howard County, and he has an affair in Montgomery County. And then he goes to a whole other state in Virginia to walk around with his holding hands. Yes. I love that it. Is, yeah, that is. Uh, yeah. Karen, Such a tall Karen tale. can spin like no one else. They That's take why a I bus. love Karen. I love Karen for all her delusion to the point where all her class uh, castmates are also like, "Oh, the delusion continues." They're yes. all openly laughing at her, but also yes. letting her go, let like continue with it, Karen, because they know these delusions are what keep the show on air, and that brings money into their pockets too. They need that to keep the show going. They're like, "Okay, be delusional. That brings some yes. ratings and." Karen and and then Karen does what she does always. I've said this before. She will say she will mention a truth of some sort, and then she'll wrap it up in layers of delusion, so you 
basically she can hide behind that so she doesn't have to actually address the truth or say it was the truth later on yes and then she will add a nugget on top of it that will be completely out of this world kind of like hot box and sing sing kind of a nugget yes that has and nothing to do with this just like you know yeah she so does like this the tr- all the time the, the, so there might be it's like two truths and a lie yes it's, it's like for karen it's half a truth and like four lies and then maybe one more delusional thing on top of it yes yeah exactly um they take a bus somewhere and i only care about this bus scene because they're getting on and ashley's like oh they've got quesadillas on the bus and and giselle says bus quesadilla that sounds deplorable This is after two days of eating every quesadilla that was put in front of her, by the way. It's only because of her bubble gut that she's like, yeah, maybe I should say no to bus quesadilla. So this is while they're shopping. Ashley, of course, can't keep a secret in, tells Robin what Karen told her. And Robin gets activated. She calls Juan. Yeah. Um, And what did you think about Juan's phone call? Did he Uh, react like a normal human being? I think that's how one reacts. I think that yes. is normal. That is him. He, I think he is in on this show only because of Robin. I think mm-hmm. the show irritates him. Yes. And, you know, that may be around, what timeline was it? Was it when all the stressful stuff was happening in the college? I don't oh, know. Maybe. Yes, it's possible. There yeah. you go. I just, love, I just love how he angry he got. Yeah. Um, because he knows Robin is like use she's like you you are filming this and you are using this as an opportunity and it's a storyline and Juan is probably like I'm tired of this storyline and I don't yes. want to be part of this anymore I've told you I don't want to be part of it. No one hates the show more than Juan Dixon. That's oh, why he never yeah. goes to reunions. He's always yes. working. Yes. Um. So then they go to this lunch and this is where Robin is super activated and she tells everybody about. Blue eyes in redskins gear. <laughs> I and love Karen is like there were quite a few of those. <laughs> she said, "Which I was one are many. you mentioning? Which one are she you?" Said, I was with you? many people. She said, "I was with many redskins." She's people. like Karen is the opposite of Mickey Gun Wilson <laughs> screaming. I have never been with multiple partners. <laughs> She's like, I've been with many redskin people. <laughs> I just okay. The whole interaction is so funny. But a couple of questions. Robin says that Karen is a mean girl. Do you think Karen is a mean girl? Uh, I don't know. I cannot see beyond Karen being a funny girl to see the meanness <laughs> there. Because I find everything she does funny. She's like, she they they leave her mic on when she's in the toilet when they're all talking. Yes. So you can hear her flush. <laughs> right? They're talking about it. And then she comes out and... Everybody is melting in the heat, but Karen is especially melting. Her makeup is <laughs> glowing. <laughs> she, she and is. she is literally sitting there thinking, I am beautiful. And of course, one wants me. Yes. And of course, the Georgetown girl looks like me, just like me. And she's saying all of that with a straight face. While at the same time putting down the best kind of, you know, shade on Giselle and shutting her up. Yes. It's like I wanted to be Wendy sitting there 
and saying, I just can't and eating and just watching this happen. I wanted to be at the table and watch Karen's performance. It was magical. Yeah, I love that. They all started taking shots. Mm-hmm. They're everybody's fighting, and they're like, "Let's do more shots. Let's yeah. keep it." Candace like, in the middle happen? of it. What's the worst that is going to happen? Yeah, what? Candace in the you're middle gonna, of it is like, "You're going to pull each other's food. wigs. It's too hot, anyways. Let's pull our rings out." Yeah, Candace says, "This is the best food we've ever had. This is yeah. so good. They're eating. Everybody's so happy." Yeah. Um, I don't think Karen is a mean girl. I think Karen is. I realized in in what you're how you're describing how Karen argues, she is a little bit like Mia. Because Mia just says nonsense when she's fighting with people. She just says nonsense. Like last week, she was like, what's wrong with being gay? And Wendy's like, what are you talking about? Which is like such a Karen thing to say, right? right? Like Karen would say something like that. It's like Karen was like, don't talk about my mother. But she would also say, I love uh, what's wrong with being gay and wanting vanilla cupcakes. That's what Karen would say. Karen would add something like completely out of the blue (laughs) that has nothing to do with the argument. So, and you would be like, I never said anything about cupcakes. And that's where the argument will go next. And then everybody forgets about the gay thing or whatever. You know, I feel like the way that Wendy fights with Ro- with Mia is very similar to how Robin fights with Karen. Because yes. it's like they both are trying to prove that the other person is full of shit. But what they don't realize is that nobody cares that the other person is full of shit and everybody's mm. aware that the other person is full of shit like no one is and taking logic doesn't work against these two people yes exactly you can't bring logic into this like robin keeps being like everybody should know that karen is a bullshitter and i was like yeah robin no shit everybody knows that she's including a bullshitter. karen yes exactly yeah now i have to ask you do you think that juan dixon wants to fuck karen huger <laughs> no I can tell you categorically, no. <laughs> Do you think? It's like I know him. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're the only person between the two of us who has spent a significant time around Juan Dixon. Significant? Well, I, some, but that doesn't mean. Uh, no. It's significant. significant like when I waved to him, when he <laughs> yeah. waved back at me, yeah. when I, I put my in, dog off. In comparison to me, which is zero, <laughs> I would say yours is more significant. Yeah. Yes. Um, Do you think that? Juan hugged Karen so tight that her breasts went into her vertebrae. By the way, I think he might have given a tight hug. By the way, but that might have been when he would thought he had friendlier thoughts about <laughs> about Karen. He might have given a hug, but I don't know about breasts going into her vertebrae. That's a lot. I love that description. Like how? Like it's like a very <laughs> tight bra. I just love. I just love Karen and how she describes it. Yeah. Hugged me so tight, my breasts went into my vertebrae. <laughs> the whole table fell over laughing. <laughs> they were like, what? So here's the thing. Obviously, we have to point at the hypocrisy of all this, right? Like, mm-hmm. Giselle was so upset. Giselle, Mia, right. Ashley are so upset that Chris, this like creepy creep, is like looking at people and luring mm-hmm. them into hotel rooms, right? And here they are being like, Karen, shut the fuck up. Juan did not make you feel uncomfortable, right. right? Right. I did appreciate Robin. Robin said, I don't know. Okay, she's like, okay, so Juan may have touched you. I don't know if that happened. But what I can tell you is that he does not want to fuck you. And he does not want – he does right. not have a girlfriend. So yeah. I did, like, appreciate that Robin in the midst of all this nonsense did at least get, like, that sensible word out. Right. Um. 
but I just love the reaction from the ladies. It's the best. Yeah, I think uh, I think Karen was using it as a point, as a pointed point to make at Giselle and Robin about what they said about Chris and how they talk about everybody else. And yes. this is so. How does this feel now? That's kind of the kind of jab that Karen was making. Yeah. In the middle of all this, so everything started, starts to calm down. Um, and I love Giselle because she does this thing, which is like she checks in on Mia and Jacqueline. And it felt to me like every time they check in on Mia and Jacqueline, it's that thing we talked about last week, which is like now the girls get to watch a different show. Like yeah. now the girls get to watch the show and yeah, eat their food. It's almost and hang like out. so what 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 happens is the way they do it is okay. We've done this. We have said everything. We said everything that we had to say. Nobody's throwing anything at anybody else. Robin says, this is Mr. Blue Eyes. And Karen is like, yeah, he has blue eyes and he wore red skin shirt. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Both Robin and Karen dismiss each other's accusations. Yes. And then where does the group go now? So then Giselle comes in and is like, does anybody end another shot? And she gives another shot. And then it was Karen... And Giselle, who then tag team to talk about Mia and Jacqueline and bring that storyline to the table. Did you notice that? Yes. They collaborated right away. They collaborated. After having just shut each other up and said everything, they then collaborated to bring the other storyline up. They're like, okay, let's sit back and watch this train wreck. Yeah. It's like it gives the women a moment in the middle of the episode to bond with each other again. I know. To be like, remember these two Looney Tunes? <laughs> Jacqueline storms off and Mia suddenly realizes And nobody that goes after her at first. No one. Because they're all drunk and they're sitting, Jacqueline, you have to time your storming off. Yeah. We're still in the it's, middle of eating. Yeah. Where are you going? And where are you going? There's no Nobody car. cares. I know. Yeah. Um, it's too hot for that. <laughs> Mia then realizes that she doesn't have her sidekick anymore, so she has to make friends with Wendy. Yeah, She apologizes to Wendy. In a um, backhanded way. Did you see? Wendy was like, oh, you're saying sorry. Uh. And then Mia says something completely off. She like, says it's because of your insecurities or something. Yeah. And Wendy's like, what insecurities? What are you talking about? Like, and when Wendy says that, you hear Robin in the back saying, oh, Wendy, let her talk. And I'm like, Robin, shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> Calm down, Robin. God. Um, And then later on, Wendy visits Mia. Mia says, have you taken a shower? I'm like, Mia, have you? (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Who asked that question? I know. Go ahead and take a shower. You've been sweating all afternoon. And then she said, oh, yeah, I was just kidding. I did. I cleaned the the important bits. I'm like, huh? Yes. You have been sweating all day. Go take a proper shower. Mia is such a weirdo. But She's, also, you, Wendy Wendy got back I at think Mia. of all the group, if you had to say who smells the most, I would say Mia. I feel yeah, like I'm, she smells. Okay. Um, Wendy got, gets back at Mia from that insecure comment by being like, she says, you know, you've got a husband. I've got a husband. You know, you're fun. I'm fine. You're beautiful. I'm gorgeous. <laughs> I know. I loved it. I loved it. And then 
afterwards. They and Wendy some... did look gorgeous, that she, yellow. Wendy? They actually look, both of them were yellow, and they, look, they both look great. Everybody looks really good on the show all the damn time, But Wendy's for color is that yellow color. Yeah. That's Wendy yellow. Yeah. Like Ramona yellow, that's Wendy yellow. <laughs> so... They go to this dinner afterwards. It's their last night of filming. And then there's Potomac after dark. Everybody's drinking, all this stuff. And now we've got a new little plot twist. Wendy may or may not have let Mia eat her box. Yeah. Do you think that happened? I don't want to know either way. <laughs> I don't think that happened. I don't think it happened. Mia said something on what which ha- what was happened live. Watch what happens live. <laughs> What, 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 what happens live? Um, <laughs> the what, what, what happens live is the Mia. What, what, watch what happens yeah, live because yeah. nobody knows what happened when yeah. Mia's talking. Yeah. What did she know. say? I don't know. She apparently said something. Like she was all coy about it and said something. I didn't even click on that. that you know, somebody, wait, Mia, what did Mia say? What happened? And I was like, no, I don't want to know. Yeah. I know. She didn't say anything of value. She just mm-hmm. said that. She would have an affair with, or she would have not an affair. She would have a, a, a you know, a, a foursome. quadruple foursome, <laughs> um, foursomes and moresomes with quartet. Eddie Osefo and quartet. Wendy, huh? A quartet a with quartet. with Wendy with uh Wendy and her husband and Gordon. Yeah. Gordon, who by the way was half asleep at the bar. I was like, that man needs to be in bed. Yeah, you guys have kept him out too late. Stop making Gordon happen, please. <laughs> Make it Gordon happen. Yes. Thank you. No one's interested in Gordon, please. Enough. Um, Come on. I feel like this season, I had this thought, which is yeah. like, we started this season with like, Chris is, you know, flirting with Giselle. Then Chris is flirting with Deborah. Then Eddie is smiling and flirting mm-hmm. with Deborah. To Juan is, you know, squeezing um, <laughs> Karen's boobs into her back. <laughs> And it feels like, and I've thought about this when we got that little clip of Michael Darby with his crazy laugh. I feel like, I feel like the girls in Potomac were like, we don't have anybody to talk about sexually assaulting people or harassing people because Michael Darby's no longer on the show. So we got to get this energy out somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now they're just doing like a round robin, if you will, yeah. of like. Your husband. Now your, your husband. husband. Now your husband. husband. <laughs> your husband. Yeah, yeah. We already got that clip of Ray in the beginning of the the season being so happy that Katie was there. <laughs> no. I know. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah. Ladies, you have a lot of interesting things just on your own. Yeah. Just talk about your lives. Your lives don't revolve around your men. Just move on from that. I'm, yeah, I'm not exactly. interested. I just want Eddie and Juan and Chris and everybody else just to be in the periphery, especially Eddie, and just look cute. Yes. Just give us that smile, Eddie. Yeah. Just just smile once in a while. We have to talk about the breaking news, which is that apparently Robin Dixon did get married in Jamaica during her brother-in-law's wedding, <laughs> to which we say shrug emoji. <laughs> like Marisol yeah. this week in Miami said that she went to Mexico and had a spiritual ceremony. Yeah. Vishal and Richa this year yeah. went to Mexico Definitely and had, had a spiritual, spiritual ceremony. Huh? Vishal and Richa had a religious and spiritual, but still not legal ceremony. Nope. And so did Robin and Juan get married or did they just have a spiritual I ceremony? I think maybe they did because they did get a license. A license doesn't expire. mean anything. But it was going to expire. In, I mean, why go into the trouble of getting a license if you're not going to use it? But... 
because it's Robin. True. <laughs> but also maybe there's like benefits and stuff, like marriage benefits, like of course. insurance. <laughs> of course, yes. Robin was trying to get on the cop and state insurance, which unfortunately yeah. is TBD at this point for oh, one. I know. But yeah. my um my thing is that uh Robin it would feel very on brand that Robin would be like, Oh, Juan, like let's just go, let's just do this and call it a day. And then we'll That's just tell them Ray, to shut the hell our up. friend Ray Sonny was like she probably did. Probably a bad idea. She shouldn't have done it. And it's like just to shut everybody else up. Yeah. Also, she was on Watch What Happens Live in like October. And mm-hmm. Andy said on the show, Robin, like what's going on with your wedding? And she said, oh, Andy, you'll find out. And he was like, what are you talking about? You guys finished filming. It's not on mm. the show. So we know that it didn't happen while they were filming. But it happened in June. Did it happen in June? Do we know that it happened in June? But now People Magazine saying it's on the show. Okay, but that just means that I feel like... a cut and paste? I think they're just going to give, like, a put a bunch of pictures in the finale card and say Uh, they got married. Ah, okay. Also, just getting a marriage license doesn't mean that you actually got married. That's just a license. You have to to actually do... do, You're explaining Katie and Schwartz did that. (laughs) So, like... (laughs) I know. It literally Katie and Schwartz did that. Richard and Michelle did that. <laughs> Marisol did it. Like they're yep. all just they're all just doing these like marriages, mm. quote unquote. I think that that's what marriages should be going. They forward. should be. You're right. Like we began this episode by saying that you know all the marriages and all the rituals and everything is BS. Yeah, that's what it should be. It should it should be. all be spiritual hand fasting and done and done with. <laughs> Yes, exactly. You should look at the moon, see which way the moon is pointing, and then say, okay, this seems like an auspicious time. Yeah, I do, I do, or I do, I do, and I don't. Yeah, or I do right now, but maybe later I won't. Yeah. And then that's it. Then you're not getting into all of the trouble that, like, Ashley's getting into of just trying to get divorced. So, yeah. Here you go. That will keep things so much simple. This I'm happy for Robin. Like, yeah. <laughs> if this makes you happy, Robin, whatever it was, happy for you. But the streets of Potomac are saying what the streets of Potomac say is what we will wrap this episode on. <laughs> <laughs>